we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I am Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And today we are on location at a different location. And it's actually, it might be one of the first times, Mike, that we've been outside of, of a school-related area. Would yes. you say that? Yeah, since we got back from COVID. Since, since the pandemic uh, started, uh, we have been... Um, borrowing certain conference rooms and yeah. such. Or like. doing it remote. Yeah, or doing it remote yeah. uh, via Microsoft Teams. Shout out to Microsoft Teams. It's been really, really clutch to help us get some really, really good shows to you guys. But today we are actually on uh, on site here at Richmond Ford West. Shout out to the folks here at Richmond Ford West and allowing us uh, to borrow some of their uh, conference space here so we can socially distance and bring you guys some success stories mm-hmm. okay and maybe student success stories student success stories but before we get there i want to remind you check us out on our social media facebook youtube twitter instagram all at the handle henrico cte also check out the website henricocte.com there you can find all sorts of information much like our summer po- summer polytech program which is available to ninth through 12th graders rising ninth through 12th graders this summer is open for registration right now and you can come and check out the subject matter of today's show Yep. Automotive technology, VR summer polytech program, and try it before you buy it in high school. <laughs> yep, so, that's exactly the way I would put it. Yeah, so Mike, uh, tell them where else they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast at um, all of your major and minor podcast venues, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, and um, uh, Odyssey Then is a new one. Odyssey? Yeah, Odyssey. Oh, wow. With an A. That's an as oddity, because I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's a new one. And... Um, um, but where you'll be able to find us, just uh, look for Henrico CT now, and you'll be able to find us. Like us and subscribe. Add to our growing list. Uh, we I want to shout out to our latest country, our our uh, fans that are in Albania. Oh, you wrote this one we, down, huh? No, I just remembered it because how do you forget? Yeah, you know, you're some, not going to fit. You look that, and see right? somebody from Albania is listening not, to us. You know? Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I got to give you credit right there, Mike. You're not going to forget <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah, shout out to those guys. And remember, guys, we post bi-weekly mm-hmm. at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Again, you can find us on most major platforms. You're searching Ryko CTE. And there we are. All right. Trying to give you guys success stories, positive stories, and give you a little bit of insight as well into the industries uh, that our students are moving into. Speaking of students, we got a couple students here today and a service manager here with us here in Richmond, Fort West. Chris Haney, service manager, uh, Dylan, uh, technical apprentice and Morgan technical Technician apprentice, excuse me, technician apprentices are the titles where with inside of the Ford Asset uh, program, they have joined us here today uh, inside of Richmond Ford West Conference Room. Well, Thanks, guys, for hanging out. Did you skip over Mr. Haney's title? No, service manager. Okay, you I said okay. that. I got that. Sorry. I got that. No, sorry. Don't say sorry, man. You know <laughs> what I mean? Iron sharpens what? Iron. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of trying to keep me sharp there. But thanks, guys, so much for, for hanging out here uh, today. All right, Chris, uh, service manager. Speaking of titles, Mike brought that up. What exactly is a service manager? What does that mean? So the dealerships uh, composed of different different departments, as you might imagine. New car department, used car department. Those are in charge of selling vehicles. Uh, accounting department, finance department, uh, detailing department, and the service department. Uh, in service, as the name implies, we're, we're tasked with the service and repair of customers' uh, cars and trucks. Um, my job is to manage the technicians, 
the service advisors, cashiers, porters, all support staff in order to successfully service and repair those vehicles. Uh, my job is to maximize profitability and try to uh, also maintain excellent customer satisfaction. So you, customer service role rolled right into uh, a, a, a car dealership type, mm-hmm. feel, a car theme type deal. And that's one of those skills, Mike, that really just transitions no matter where you are, what industry you're in, you're gonna al- always need the ability uh, to be a people person in certain, certain aspects. Service. Businesses aren't gonna last long if they're <laughs> failing at the customer yeah. service aspect of it. And I'm sure in all those departments, there there's a customer service aspect because the customer's gonna touch each one of those departments at some time. Absolutely, absolutely. Some fewer than others. The service department, parts department being the one that you would want to be less. Yeah, yeah but the service department, that's kind of on the front lines, especially uh, you got sales and service, the two departments uh, that really come to mind when you think about car dealerships, uh, whether you come yes. in to get a new car mm-hmm. or to bring your car uh, to get looked Typically, at. we find uh, nobody's particularly happy when their car is broken down. <laughs> so we have a more challenging aspect of customer service. People tend to be excited when they're buying a new vehicle. That's a fun time, right? Well, right. Hey, it's look, not, it's I, not as fun when you're in for the oil change or when your car is broken. So we, we've got to overcome that. We've got to help the customer and, and satisfy their needs with their vehicle and, and make them feel warm and fuzzy as well. Make I, them feel good about the experience. Absolutely. You guys are, uh, and I'm about to make a uh, football analogy right here. You guys are sort of the offensive line, really. You know what I mean? Like you are a very, very important part me being a Giants fan <laughs> New York Giants fan so I can speak about when you don't have an O-line <laughs> <laughs> about how much that hurts but uh, you guys definitely provide an important service but being in the car industry you kind of got to like cars a little bit you know what I mean so uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chris when did you find out you were a car guy man um probably when I was a little boy playing with matchbox cars when I was a, when I was a small child the but matchbox. definitely um when I was when I was 15, I, I worked my first job, my first summer, saved every penny I made to buy my first car. It was a 66 uh, Ford Mustang, and uh, just just loved it. And I would, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I would tinker in the yard and <laughs> and try to do body work and try to do repairs. You know, without, you know, I'd read read magazines and books and try to learn as much as I could. So definitely, definitely uh, flourished or bloomed, if you would, as a teenager. 66 uh, Ford Mustang now working at Ford and. If you mm-hmm. Google that, guys, the 66 Ford Mustang is not necessarily an ugly car. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> no, it was in its day. It was in awesome it, looking. In, in its day, it, it was pretty awesome. You I weren't even bored. I'm just going to remind everybody. Well, you weren't even bored. So I don't know well, what you're talking about. That's why <laughs> I mentioned Google. Okay. okay. So <laughs> there it is there. I also want to uh, bring in, we have some former students in here. I mentioned Morgan and, and Dylan earlier. Uh, and you guys are maybe a little bit closer to your car guy days than, uh, uh, you know, us. I'm going to edit this out because it sounds absolutely <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Just called these guys old in the room. I was about to say Mike and Chris. That's okay. It's all right. The truth right. hurts sometimes. It's the truth hurts sometimes. You're too used to doing it at the office. You know, which is, I, I got it. I got so it. Chris, I got to t- Chris took out. a hit for me. <laughs> I'm catching shrapnel over here. <laughs> it was That was really aimed at Mike right there, Chris. I'm sorry, man. Okay. I'm sorry for the splash hey, damage, I, I can dude. deal. <laughs> all right, but uh, Dylan and Morgan, when did you guys, uh, and we'll start with Morgan over here, when did you guys know that you'd be interested in working with cars? as a career um when i was about 12 to 13 um my my dad would work on his truck in the backyard and i would always try to learn what he was doing and i tried to engage to every moment i could and i started helping him and then i realized that i was a ford fan and i got into the program and now i'm here man that ford thing runs in in the family doesn't it mike oh yeah seems like once uh, 
one guy's a four. It's like sports teams almost oh, to a certain degree. Yeah, and and nobody usually switches. It's rare. <laughs> it's very rare, unless you're me when you know you get on a hippie kick and I got a Toyota Prius and I had a Charger. Uh, you know, had to, br- I said, you I had to bring it Prius, up, dude. You it's had to bring a, the conversation. It's quite up. a change there. <laughs> quite a change. Quite a change. But man, my life is big Dodge muscle. Uh, we're not going to make this <laughs> about. <laughs> we're not going to make this about me. All right, let me quickly deflect over there to Dylan. Dylan, when did you know you were a car guy? Um. Probably about middle school, I started working on bicycles, and from there I moved to small engines, and then from there to four-wheelers and dirt bikes, and from there to trucks and cars, and so on and so forth, and then to Hermitage, and then here. All right. So, Dylan, uh, you said you worked on bikes, man. You had the fastest bike in the neighborhood, I'm sure, man. Come on. <laughs> no, I worked on, uh, like, vintage bikes like from the 70s and oh, 60s. And okay. Oh, the, 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 Schwinn. the Schwinn Stinger. Yeah, and the old banana seats and, and <laughs> oh, everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Pre-BMX. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to Google those because yeah. I have no clue <laughs> what those are. So, Dylan, we're going to have to talk a little bit after, after the show about those because oh, right. they sound awesome. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I have no clue uh, <laughs> about any of those brands that you that you mentioned. Did either of you? Uh, Schwinn's still around. Just saying. Schwinn is still around. Where can I find that? Ag's bicycles. <laughs> I'm sure Walmart. Can. So Walmart does, <laughs> does. Does Walmart still carry those? All right, cool. You always so. got to make us feel old. Thanks. I, I'm not trying to. <laughs> Here he goes. That theme comes back around. That theme comes back around. All right, uh, Morgan, picking on you again, man. And Dylan mentioned the A Center, so you know I got to bring the A Center into this. So uh, what what brought the A-Center to your attention? You got this background in cars. Uh, you're a Ford fan at this point, uh, according to your story. So what brought the A-Center to your attention? So I went to my counselor, and they were asking me if I wanted to sign up for any of the ACE programs. And she said automotive, and I was like, cool. This sounds really fun. So I signed up for it, and I got into it, and I enjoyed every moment of it. All right, and uh, I was uh, introduced to the ACE Center programs by just people I knew that were older than me that were in them. Oh, awesome. Uh, I didn't really know anything else about them. My sister was in culinary. I didn't know there was an auto one, though, until I met some more people. Okay. Um, but there wasn't really, like, advertised. I don't, not that I remember, but... The well, second I got the opportunity to apparently sign Apparently, we didn't do a good enough Mike, job. And we're trying we're, to change we're, that. We're the recruiters <laughs> for the ACE. That was pre-podcast, guys. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you weren't getting the message out as well. <laughs> we're, trying, we're trying to do a little bit better uh, job of that right, yeah. right there, Dylan. But uh, I'm curious, and whenever I hear a former student, uh, one of our alums come on here and say, well, I heard it from word of mouth about the class. What were those re- reviews, if you can remind me? And, but first, what were you guys' homeschools? Uh, Tucker, Tucker, and Glen Allen. Glen Allen. Okay, all right. So, what what was that word of mouth? What were the reviews that you were hearing from your peers? Oh, you know, it's an awesome program and all that. You get a job when you get out, and it's a great foundation. Yeah, I mean, that's what's important about the A centers is that it's not just another class. I mean, it's 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 structured differently. It's you're not sitting at a desk every day in a book or on your your laptop or watching the the whiteboard. You know, you're out in the shop learning hands-on what it's going to mean to be out and doing this for a living and hopefully getting you that training so that you can get that once you graduate high school, you get to take that next step, go on to the, um, the asset program um, and get a job with, you know, fixing Fords because obviously that's what y'all want to do is fixing Fords versus any, anybody else's cars. I mean, Dylan has a Ford hat on, you know what I mean? I feel like Dylan would be wearing that, you know, 
any way, right? Because, uh, you know, of his love for cars. And I'm going to bring it back uh, here to you, Chris. Um, why is it important for automotive businesses to partner with like programs like our our automotive technology program? We actually have two of those. We have one at um, Hermitage and one at the A Center at Holland Springs. A Center at Hermitage, A Center at Holland Springs to make sure I don't get you confused with the high school side. So there are schools inside of schools, just in case yeah. you didn't know. But back to the question, uh, why is it important for automotive businesses uh, to partner with programs like this? Well, it, it's, uh, it's a great relationship for us. Um, th- the biggest challenge we have, there's a national shortage of qualified automotive technicians. So I've got to make the decision to either try to steal technicians from other businesses, uh, and if they're any good, they're probably happy there and comfortable there and been there for a while. Um, and so that's one option. Another option is to grow our own. So our biggest challenge is just finding young people with the, with the attitude and the aptitude uh, and the potential to, to, to excel in this career. And the relationship with the school helps us, helps us identify those students and, um, and let them know that they have you know, different, different uh, directions they can go in once they exit the program. Yeah, uh, that that mentality, Mike, of of growing your own or really like investing in students is something that we're starting to see in mass in different industries. Right. I mean, it's it, we've got so many different business partners out there. You you can you look at the participation at the career rodeo pre pandemic, the it, the signing day pre pandemic, and how many businesses were out there supporting our students looking. Um, well, shoot, when we the career rodeo was right before the pandemic, it really hit, was like we had like. 800 students and i can't remember how many businesses but we had six over 600 resumes were requested by those businesses of those students um and that that shows you the interest of the businesses out there looking to recruit young people to as you said chris build your own and um, I think it's important when you talk about build your own, maybe you want to talk about the, the Ford Asset Program to kind of describe how that helps y'all build and bring these, these young students to the level that y'all need them at. Yeah, if you, uh, to give you guys some background, again, the audience, me speaking directly to the audience, breaking the fourth wall, as it were, uh, almost in Deadpool fashion, but not uh, quite <laughs> as tactfully as Deadpool would have put it. Uh, but the Ford Asset Program, Dylan and Morgan are right now in the Ford Asset Program, just to give you guys background. But yes, give us some, give us some background now, Chris, on what exactly is the Ford Asset Program. So the Asset Program is through Ford Motor Company, and it is a college-level technician development program, training program. Um, it's a it's a two-year college program. Uh, don't quote me, but I believe it started in the early '90s. Um, the goal of the program is to produce a well-rounded technician. So it consists of regular college level academic, you know, core classes in addition to Ford specific automotive training. To be in the asset program, you have to be sponsored by a dealership. When you're not at school, you're, you have a co-op function where you're working hands-on at the dealership. So it's a really good program. I'm actually a graduate of the program myself. I graduated oh, wow. from asset, yeah, back in long, long time ago, back in 1998. See, um, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> We've already established I'm old as well. Um, I feel but, bad uh, about that, guys. I want you to know. That. But no, I think I think it's a I think it's a good program, and it gives a good. Uh, it's a next step uh, beyond beyond like the ACE program. Uh, to help build that foundation to develop a technician. So, Chris, when you looking to when you were looking to break in, was there anything similar to like ACE programs? Maybe so. Like, I, out? I'll be honest. I remember. Um, I remember in high school. Uh, I went to. I went to L.C. Bird uh, High School. Um, so he's from around here, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Southside. Uh, I remember there was an automotive program. I really wasn't uh, in tune with that um, at that point. 
Um, I didn't know what my career path, or I didn't know where I was going to go in life. Had some growing to do. That's yeah, understandable. Absolutely. I wasn't sure. I knew I liked cars, but I didn't know if that's where I wanted to go as a career. Um, my, uh, my father's actually an architect, has his own firm. Um, and my friends were going to college. My parents wanted me to go to college. I went away freshman year. I said, I'll take the core classes. I'll do the basics, math, English. And it was the same stuff that I didn't love in high school. And I was in in, in college classes reading car magazines as well. So I said, you know what, maybe I need to do something with cars. So, uh, yeah, I came home and and called, I called the dealerships in the area and I said, where do your technicians get their training? And they told me about various programs and one of them was the asset program. And it, it really, uh, resonated with me and uh and so that's that's where i got my start with ford and you know chris that's a, a similar story that we hear a lot of times you know kids not really knowing what they want to do sure and then just going to college because they think it's the right thing to do not yeah. necessarily what the that's plan the, the normal thing to do that's what they they say you're supposed to do but it's hard it's hard for a lot of folks when you're 18 17 18 19 20 it's it's hard to say hey this is what i want to do with the rest of my life you know yeah, you may not know really at that is. point so yeah. It's it's a, you got to find your way. You so. may not know at, at twenty five either, Mike, or oh, no. sometimes even before that. Sometimes you know at forty six, well, even forty six, throwing you know? that number out right. there. <laughs> well, you know, well, <laughs> to still, I mean, when you look at the the uh, amount of of students that go to college that change majors, the, that vast amount, um, it, it shows you how long it can take sometimes before you figure that out. And then the ones that start and don't finish come back home. Um, and 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 try up some options, and then you look. And me, I, I mean, I went to, I graduated from high school. I went to Chesterfield Technical Center. I took automotive. Everything doesn't go to plan. You may plan something. You may find out something else is going to step step in front of you, and and distract your attention. Find out. I actually like this better. Right. You got to think about that. The key. Nobody the should key look at it as a straight line. It's always turned. Right. The Lots key. The key is to is to try things, and that's what we hopefully offer yeah. uh, students um, at the high school level to have an opportunity to go out and. Try something like automotive to see if mm-hmm. you don't mind um, working in, in in the industry. Because uh, if you're not familiar with our our shops, and Morgan and Dylan can attest to this, um, you go into the A Center Hermitage or the A Center at Highland Springs, and it looks like a a service uh, area. It yeah. looks like a shop. Yeah, they have the lift, they have all the equipment over there. Mm-hmm. So we try to give a real world um, experience um, there. So uh, back on the topic of the Ford Asset Program, I want to get some testimonies from. Our former students here, Morgan and Dylan, <laughs> starting with Morgan because he's over here to my left and I'm right-handed, so I naturally try not to go to my right. Does that does that make sense? No, it doesn't. Okay, uh, no, well, I'm Morgan, shaking my head. Down. He's like, "What? What are, you, what are you talking?" Morgan's like, "Dude, what is he talking about?" I just ramble like that sometimes, Morgan. But um, what is, what is it? What is an average day uh, like for you, uh, Morgan? So school starts at eight. So I go in class from eight to three thirty. We have lunch at twelve thirty and we go in the shop and we do things that are related to what we're doing what we're learning about um this this week i just got out of breaks class took my exam yesterday passed it thank god Um, (laughs) (laughs) we knew you would man come on an average week i can say i'm here monday and tuesday and then wednesday and thursday i'm done at school and i come back thursday evening and i'm here on friday okay and then work Saturdays sometimes. So it's a so it's a combination of 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 classroom and um, actually here inside of an actual yes. dealership. So was your is your experience similar uh, to that one, Dylan? Yeah, it's similar. I just I'm at school um, Monday and Tuesday. It's all the way in Virginia Beach, so I found a friend to stay with down there. Um, so I'll go down Sunday night, and I'll be there uh, Monday and Tuesday. I'll come home Tuesday, and then. I'll be at work 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and like every third Saturday, I think. All right. So um, we already mentioned how similar uh, to actual dealership service departments are classrooms are. Can you guys kind of compare and contrast since you guys have some experience now working inside of an actual dealership and you also have the experience of working inside of our classrooms, uh, our classroom at the Ace Center at Hermitage. And I'm going to start with Dylan because I call on Morgan way too too many times first. <laughs> Time for you to be on the spot, Dylan. So in the classroom, it's like uh, you have work to do, you know, and you learn, you know, how would you do it? Like there'll be, you know, teachers or whatever coming in for a break job or stuff like that but it's it's a lot different when you get in the dealership because it's it's real problems that like people are bringing to you you know it's not like a a scheduled out date like it's a random problem it's not right you don't know it's something new every day right yeah, you don't know necessarily what's coming through the door yeah, as opposed it's to not saying. like something that a, a teacher could program into the vehicle to make it do something that you would have to figure out like it's a real like i was driving down the road and my check engine light came on right it's a it's a lot different it's a lot more difficult i think in the classroom maybe it's more theory and fundamentals um and and in in the uh, and also the the basics too so Mm -hmm. a lot of the basics where you're going to get the more detailed stuff at work but Mm -hmm. it's still giving you the the that base knowledge you're going to need to be able to do it at all but the the in the in the dealership the hands-on part of the co-op experience it's you know they're dealing with real live yeah real live problems that customers come in they're upset and there's a a problem that nobody would have thought would be a problem and we have to figure that out and solve that solve that for the customer so morgan what's your take on this it's kind of the same way i just think that being like at the school was kind of like a basic maintenance like oil changes and brakes and stuff and when i came here and i started getting bigger issues it was like wow there's many many issues that can happen to a car yeah, absolutely. And so we'll, we'll, let's let's talk about that a little bit, guys. Uh, you got to be kind of nervous sometimes, especially when you first start coming uh, and working inside of an actual dealership. How are you guys able to overcome those nerves, man, maybe on your first day? And we'll start with Dylan. Oh, we got a really good, like, employee base here. Every, every technician that has uh, mentored me has really just, like, walked me through and, you know, made sure I know that it's okay. Like, you know, accidents happen. You're going to break stuff, like pay attention learn what you can don't be scared like they nobody in here like like i didn't get bullied when i came in here like it was a very welcoming that's good welcoming welcome aboard you know and morgan so my first day i came in i was a little nervous i'm not gonna lie but that's normal man anytime you start something new yep everybody welcomed me chris uh welcomed me to everybody and introduced me and started working with sean which is he was a good guy he walked me through everything and you know told me if i messed up you mess up you know you make mistakes to learn you know yeah that's a that's a large part of it right mike you got to make mistakes you know to learn what not to do sometimes well (laughs) plus you got to look at you know when i look at back when i was in high school and i was in the tech program and i was working on vehicles and stuff it's very different now i mean it's not back then literally they just started having computers and cars Shows you how old I am. But right now, I mean, don't y'all have the advantage of, you know, say, you know, you're working on a car and you're having problems diagnosing the issue. Even if you, sometimes if you even go to the service manager and he might be scratching his head too, but y'all have got something that a lot of technicians probably didn't have is corporate. 
They've got, I mean, they have their, their people, their specialists too, that you can go to and have them. Because right now you could plug a computer in, download uh, a diagnostic, send it up to corporate. And I'm sure that they're coming back with you. Hopefully. Sounds easy. This should be. This should no, be no, I'm not cut. trying to. I am not trying to make it sound easy. I'm trying to. I yeah. was trying to. Maybe I did make it sound easy. No. Good Try, job, Mike. Trying to make it sound. It's more complex than it used to be because you didn't have. Um, you. It was just you and just the shop. Yeah. And now you've got some engineers at Ford, engineers at whatever manufacturer that's out there to try and help. Not that they always no. have the answer either. No, you're exactly well, right. Yeah. Give more context to that so, for us. Uh, so yeah, the cars are getting more and more complicated. Uh, these technicians almost have to be IT specialists. Yeah. You know, uh, ten or fifteen years ago, we would replace an alternator or replace a you know a, a water pump or what have you, and we still do those repairs. But um, a significant portion of the repairs we do on a modern vehicle are software updates. We're reprogramming mm-hmm. modules and replacing computers. The the vehicle is made up of a network of computers that run different systems. They all talk to each other. Uh, if you don't if you put a new part in and don't introduce it to the other guys in the in the car, they won't speak to him. Uh, so it is definitely definitely uh, high tech. I mean, yeah. it, it absolutely is. And we do have we have uh, you know there are pinpoint tests when the customer comes in and the check engine lights on and and there's a code you know. PO 1000 or whatever the code might be, it sends the technician to the shop man to perform pinpoint testing. Well, sometimes we resolve the problem. Sometimes the car doesn't play nice with us, doesn't play by the rules, <laughs> and, and we do. We have a, an online, uh, you know, it used to be all the shop manuals were, were paper in books, yeah. and now everything's online, uh, which is handy. Um, but uh, we, go, we go and check uh, what's called Oasis. We can check to see if, if there's, the manufacturer is seeing this type of specific problem on a wider scale across the country where we can gather information from those resources of, of other people's experience that may have run into this particular problem before. If that's not successful, there's no data there, then we can reach out to the engineers at Ford and they have a technical assistance engineer department that we can reach out to them and, and ask questions and, and try to get some help run things up the ladder and, and try to help resolve the customer's concern. It sounds like but, you guys have multiple layers of support and that absolutely well, does yeah, help. What, what I was trying to point out is that cars are being much more technical. The technicians that are working them Happy. are not the wrench turners of my day. Yeah. They are much more highly trained, much more highly experienced and are, I would put them at the same level as, as IT people in a lot of cases because I've done both jobs. I saw the transition. I was in IT at a truck dealership in Virginia when, and I, it was my job to hand out the first laptops to all the truck mechanics and to teach them how to use them and not be afraid of them and not go and not immediately just go, oh, I don't need this, some computer telling me what to do. I'm like, well, corporate says you got to. <laughs> you know? So it's, um, it, it's, I saw that change and it was, it, it was amazing and, and to get to see you know, bringing the, the wrench turners up to tail today's technology was, it was, an, it was cool to see. I, I just want to go back to a point of support. Um, Dylan mentioned that he felt supported when he was coming in through the door. So Chris, let's talk a little bit about that. How do you guys help, uh, you know, students get acclimated, like say they're coming from the A center and right into the Ford asset program. So what do you guys do? Take us through some of the steps that you guys do to help them feel a little bit more comfortable because it can be nerve-wracking, right, coming out of school sure, into the dealership. Absolutely. So that's, you know, uh, they typically uh, start out uh, maybe in our quick lane uh, or if they're, if they're starting immediately in the apprentice role, um, they're starting with a, a mentor or with a senior technician. 
They, you know, we're a medium-sized shop. They, we go around and, uh, as really, Porter said, do introductions. Really quickly, Chris, what is a quick lane? Oh, folks so quick know? lane is, is going to be more of an entry-level position. Quick lane is going to be uh, focusing on light and maintenance, so oil changes, tire gotcha. rotations, air filters, cabin filters, wiper blades, just basic maintenance. Nothing that requires typically diagnostic uh, capabilities. It's, it's basic maintenance on a vehicle. It's routine stuff. So that's an entry-level position. You start in the quick lane. You learn how to set the lift and make sure you know safety is key we don't want anybody getting hurt um you know you you start working with basic basic hand tools and air tools and that's that's step one and in that role you you get to meet the people in the service lane the service advisors you get to meet the folks in the parts department you get to meet some of the technicians so you start developing those relationships with people and and being comfortable uh in the work environment getting to know your surroundings uh the next step is typically with a technician, we usually go the next level, uh, as, as Morgan mentioned, as Sean, he's our used car specialist. So he works on various makes and models. Um, we put, we put uh, that would be level two uh, apprenticeship, I guess, if you will, or maybe level one of the apprenticeship actual portion. But uh, working with a technician, a mentor that can kind of show you the ropes and, and, and you know, continue the, the uh, education. Uh, and then we go continue what I like to do. When I was coming up frequently, that you might be with one mentor, and what I think is I think is beneficial uh, to a lot of these young people is working with different mentors. So they sure. constantly rotate with different senior master technicians, and from that they can gather, they can develop their own uh, uh, style or technique, if you will, because everybody approaches a problem differently. So you can they can take from working with these different people and say, well, I like the way technician A approached this problem, the way he, you know, and, and, and different technicians have different areas of expertise. So hopefully they can absorb a little bit of the best of each of the people that they work with. And the other benefit is, too, as they're working with these mentors, they're helping them. And then when they become technicians and they're on the line, they have these established relationships with their mentors and they can go and say, hey, uh, I'm having a problem here and I don't know what to do. Can you help point me in the right direction? So they've already got, they're already comfortable and on a friendly uh, basis with everybody. Uh, it just helps them down the road as well. I'm beginning to uh, hear the theme that teamwork inside of a dealership, especially in the service department, is, 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 is huge. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, Dylan and Morgan, let's talk about some of the experience that you guys were able to take from the A Center uh, here and even into the Ford Asset Program. How, can you, how do you feel like some of the things that you learned in the A Center uh, helped you uh, get a little bit acclimated yourselves uh, working uh, in the quick lane. Teacher there really showed us a good way to go about things, staying on one thing at a time, you know, because if you get distracted or something like that, you might not put oil back in the car or, you know, leave something loose. And Yeah, don't want to do that. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Just really paying attention to detail and make sure everything is good for that customer. The Ace Center just, it, it really gives you just a good, foundation to build off of like you're you're in there with you know 20 other kids it's it's hard they're not going to be able to teach you every single thing like there's so much in auto like nobody will ever know every single thing yeah. but it gives you a really good foundation a really good idea of a lot of stuff if you want to expound on on that chris because they you have a can probably have a continuing education even for the seasoned technicians oh, there's always new stuff coming down the line absolutely every every model year there's new technology yeah. we're, we're really on the cusp of an exciting time in the automotive industry there's you know there are uh, all electric vehicles already on the roads and more i mean 
exponentially more are coming right around the corner. We've we've just gotten our Mustang Mach-E's, the first electric Mustangs. We've got electric F-150s coming. They just decided that's going to be named the Lightning. Um, you know, we I've got technicians going, you know, I've got technicians who've been technicians for 25 and 30 years going to school this summer to classes um, that uh, to learn how to disassemble and replace cells in the batteries and the new electric vehicles. We have uh, potentially autonomous vehicles that drive themselves on the horizon as well. So, um, yeah, we definitely, there's absolutely continued ed- education. A lot of the Ford continued training is is uh, electronic training or online training, um, different different webinars and courses and things that are available. But sometimes they need to be in the classroom. So there there is actually a training, a Ford training center here in Richmond. We have the benefit of being near one, um, but there's training centers. Sometimes we have to send technicians to Charlotte or Maryland or different areas to for continued education in specifics. Oh, that that is awesome, right there. Yeah, I think that's I think it's awesome to think about. You know, the two of y'all coming into an industry that has those types of uh, powerful tools that you know Absolutely. waiting for y'all because there's not a lot of businesses. If if you're an IT, it's always about having to pay to keep your certifications up and get that next certification, and it's always on you on you. But with y'all, it's y'all have those at at your you know resources for y'all to be able to use from here on out. I mean, it's just you're, there's always whatever's coming down the line, y'all are going to learn about it, and it's I think that's a, that's got to be exciting for y'all. And Chris. When I was researching the uh, Ford Asset Program, I saw uh, a portion of it that says sponsored by Ford or Lincoln. So what does that necessarily mean when uh, these students are either sponsored by Ford or Lincoln? Well, they have to be sponsored by a participating dealership. So they go and interview with the dealership where they'd like to work. And if, if, uh, if they get selected to, to the dealership selects them to be their sponsor, um, that's, that's a requirement to get into the Asset Program. So you need to have a sponsoring dealership that wants to employ you. Uh, and that's, an, again, where the, sometimes the quick lane helps out because we'll, we'll get a, a young person, put them in the quick lane, and just see if they have the basic aptitude and the, and the desire to work and the skills and the right attitude, and then uh, we'll, then we're willing to invest in them. So um, Ford and Lincoln invest in the training, uh, the, the different training materials, but they also provide the schools with vehicles. Oh, um, nice. So they provide, so they're working on modern vehicles, uh, you know, Ford and Lincoln-specific vehicles and things of that nature. Here at the dealership level, um, we also, you know, we'll participate. We do uh, tuition reimbursement, so we help pay for the actual, for the tuition for them to go each semester. So we help, that we participate wonderful. in that. So we're, it's a, it's a, it's a mutual relationship where we're, we want them to flourish and develop and thrive, and uh, we want to give them those tools to do so. Yeah, well, with, with that type of support, it's almost hard not to. <laughs> Not, not to flourish and oh, yeah. survive. You know yeah. what I mean, Mike? Yeah. I mean, if, if you're not going to take advantage of those, I that doubt is, you'll be here very long. <laughs> that is a pretty uh, sweet deal. Now, uh, Dylan, talk to me a little bit about how you've grown since being a part of the Ford Asset Program. I've definitely grown a lot. General knowledge, even even aside from automotive knowledge, just like how to do life knowledge. Like I've, I've learned so much through my dealership and through Tidewater. Like I've grown a lot. Okay. What what dealership well, are, are are you are you at uh, Dylan? Are you guys are, are both I'm of you here. guys here? Okay, yeah, we're both here. here. Okay, that's a, okay. All well, right. I'm sure that the, the part of what the, of that growth, you know, you talk about skills, you talk about life. I mean, being now that you're part of a team here at the dealership, you, you when you got started here, you're meeting a, a whole lot of new people, and you're seeing them every day, learning to work with them. I mean, that's a lot of life skills that gets thrown into that pot. So, it's. Um, because you got so many different personalities from the different departments and, the, and just, even just the guys in the shop, I'm sure. And learning how to be able to, uh, to work with those different personalities is, is something that you've had to learn also. 
Morgan, how have you grown? Um, I've grown a lot since I started. I've learned how to work with a lot of people, deal with different attitudes, deal with different, you know, how people work and stuff like that. And it's it's been it's been good. Good. I'm glad you guys are out here surviving and, and thriving. And to think it all started right here in the A Center. On the topic of that, uh, Chris, let's talk a little bit about that path from the A Center to maybe Richmond Ford West. What does that look like? So you, you see students. How how was that relationship made? And and what are the steps that are are taken to get these students into Richmond Fort West? Well, we, I mean, obviously things have changed recently because of COVID, but, uh, yeah. but pre-COVID we would go, you know, somewhat regularly actually uh, to uh, Hermitage is the nearest yep, A center to us. So we would go there for, um, for nights to display vehicles and meet the students. Sometimes there were parent teacher nights where the, where the family members would come in and just get a better idea. We would go with other potential employers other other uh, dealerships and repair facilities and and people who are looking for young people uh, to start a career speaking of career rodeo they were actually at the career rodeo <laughs> yeah <laughs> think about yeah. it you were yeah. actually there yeah. yourself yep yeah we participate in those uh, we've, we've you guys have had some some really large scale programs both at uh, at the schools and then off-site so we try to participate uh, in, in that type of thing uh, whenever possible okay so after they come out you guys mm-hmm. have made the connection mm-hmm. you have the students um, what are, and they're in the Ford Asset Program. Mm-hmm. So, what are the benefits uh, of being inside of the Ford Asset Program? So, what what can Dylan and Morgan e- expect to, to well, get out of it? Well, so uh, again, after they after they exit the ACE program, what we recommend the the most common course of action here. We've had four or five students come through uh, through the ACE program and then uh, typically go into the Asset Program. Um, but the uh, what it means to them and the benefits to them, they're they're part of something. They've got they they become part of a team. Um, they're developing, as we discussed earlier, relationships with the mentors uh, and the other coworkers. Um, it, it means if they put in the effort, at the end of the program, they're going to be offered a position on the line. They're going to be you know I, I don't want to say guaranteed, but essentially if they do a good job, that you know that's the plan. That's why we spend this time with them, right? Developing them because we want to we want them to. Uh, <laughs> I don't imagine you waste that time. Right, you know right. I mean? We're looking and for long-term don't. employees. Yeah. We're looking for for strong members of the team to add as in a permanent role. I'm I'm assuming that the the training is also more Ford or and Lincoln specific. Correct. Versus right. anybody else's. So yeah. it's yeah, that's definitely the focus. aimed towards y'all's models. Yeah. Absolutely. They, like I said, Ford Ford and Lincoln provide those vehicles at the schools for them to work specifically on. They're using Ford and Lincoln training materials, and uh, and and the other huge benefit when they graduate from the asset program. Uh, they are essentially certified in 90 to as much as 100% of the different areas of Ford repair. Wow. Now, it's still, there's still a time, you know, there's still a development period. They, I can't right. say they come out of school and know everything. They're well, still on the job learning. That's where you learning, get the right? experience, right? Exactly. Yep. And, and, and that's the benefit of the co-op nature of it, that they, you really learn a lot. You get the fundamentals and the foundation in the classroom, and you, I feel like you learn the most hands-on working in the shop. Uh, so they, they have that benefit. And, and like I said, ready to hit the ground running when they come out of school with all their certifications already under their belt all right so somewhere during the end of your career at the a center and prior to getting into the ford asset program yeah you get to participate in signing day we have a signing day uh coming up in fact as of the airing of this show signing day will be going on so uh, it's happening on may 18th if you're listening I just exposed our secret. We pre-record everything. Surprise. <laughs> I think everybody knows by I now. I think everybody knows by now, right? Uh, but on the 18th, um, Morgan, you didn't get a chance to uh, participate uh, due to the pandemic. 
I'm sorry about that, Dylan. But you did have an opportunity and talk about that. What was that? What was it like to partic- participate in something like signing day? Signing day was wild. It was really professionally done and uh, really well put together. It felt like I was signing on to like a college football team. Was, <laughs> That's the idea. That is exactly yeah, the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was cool. Cause it was a cool experience. So many students get left out of that type of experience. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's really. I th- I've when the we the idea was come up with it. I thought it was an amazing idea because, I mean, y'all, it's something that students who don't necessarily are going straight to college or they're going a different route through to to school. Um, before they get started in their career, it's it's a way for them to recognize that that okay, I'm not going the traditional route. I'm going my route, and I think this is what's important for me. And, and I we, think it's great to recognize that. Yeah, and we want to show you guys that you know we support that decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? That we are proud of that decision, and that is a good decision. Yeah. To make. I mean, can, and, you, can you, but can you imagine to be a student up there? We 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 see it from the other side. Yeah. They're sitting at the table, signing the documents. The the they're. Their, their future boss is sitting right there and maybe in some cases the owner sitting next to you yeah. and you're signing these documents and you've got county officials and parents and teachers and and you know all standing out there in front of you there to witness that happen to you i mean that i'm i i couldn't that was something that i didn't get to experience you know and, and back in the day and I, that's had to have been exciting yeah so uh Dylan. sorry you missed it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I really, I really am sorry for morgan though seriously unfortunately uh because of COVID 19 we weren't able to hold one in 2020 we will be holding one in 2021 like i mentioned prior uh to this entire question section right here but may dylan, 18th right may 18th there you go <laughs> may, 18th. may 18th so uh dylan uh talk to how what, what was uh your parents or guardian perspective on signing day what was it like uh when you told them about the event and how did they receive it? Uh, my family's always been really supportive. My mom was really proud. You know, they fully support me, fully back me on any decisions that I make. So, you're super proud of me. Awesome. And let's get the business perspective on it, Chris. Right. So, what is signing day like from a business perspective? It's got to be a celebration a little bit for you guys as well. Definitely. I mean, it's 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 very exciting. Um, you get to see students, uh, various walks of life, going into various different fields. You get to see some of the employers. Uh, and 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 meet some of the young people, and uh, also in some cases meet some of the parents for the first time. So meeting the families and seeing where these young people came from, uh, it's it's an enjoyable experience. They, I, they, I got a kick out of it. They can get their discount in in that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Here Poor I'm sir. sitting there thinking about the parents that I, I saw know. with the moist eyes, and you're talking I'm about, talking about discount. family I'm discounts. Thinking, <laughs> <laughs> they get a good a little bit off in the service right, department. There you go. No, but yeah, we definitely. Uh, saw some moist eyes um, oh, yeah. some excited parents and um, hopefully it'll be you know we'll have COVID restrictions there um, at the event right but hopefully there'll be that same sort of excitement I think so uh, for I those students so. participate and the parents participating I think we, we've worked really hard to try and make sure that the atmosphere is this is is as close to what we had previously as we could, can considering and, and if you're not catching it live right now pause the podcast go to YouTube look at it live then hit play on the podcast again because we'll be <laughs> yeah. live streaming it live on yeah. YouTube. We'll ha- the link will be on the homepage of we'll, the website. Yeah, we'll make sure to get that link out uh, to you guys. But uh, uh, running up against the clock here, uh, I've had you guys on here for uh, quite some time, and we're running out of time. Well, let's make sure so we make sure we ask. Yeah, make sure we. Yeah, I want to ask about uh, this right here. Yeah. So, what would you? Tell, and this is for Morgan and and Dylan. What would you uh, tell a student thinking about attending the A Center? Maybe the automotive program. Let's start with Morgan. 
I'd tell them 100% to do it if, if that was a career that you wanted to take because you'll get a lot of information and the basic stuff if you were trying to go to a dealership to work. Yeah, because it's a direct path for you guys uh, yes. to get right in the dealership. What about you, Dylan? I'd tell them it's a great deal and go for it. You know, you got to have the motivation and the drive, but if it's what you really want to do, it's it's an awesome, awesome deal. Yeah, let me, let me also get this take on you guys, uh, Dylan. What would any recommendations for um, attracting more students? I know you mentioned that you know what did you, it wasn't on your radar prior to some of your friends mentioning to you. So, what is something that we can do better to get it on you guys' radar, on future students' radar? I know you guys advertise it. I think it wasn't necessarily on my radar before you advertise it because I knew about it before you advertised okay. it. But I would definitely like. Uh, I don't know, add it, add it to morning announcements at the high schools, like not just for the 10th graders, you know, add it for every single grade, like make sure there's, that's actually somebody telling somebody about it. Like not like it's a, it's a big deal and you've got to, you know, apply for it at a certain amount of time. Like some people need time to really think about it and really decide which one they want to do. They need time to, you know realize it's coming up absolutely absolutely and uh we are starting to try to get into elementary schools and and and, and expose the younger kids to what's out, uh what's out different there. career options too. right because you can't aspire for something that you don't know about right so we're, we're trying to get the message out there what about you morgan what's your take how can we get the message out a little bit better on our end um i'm thinking getting it out to the younger kids because you know if somebody's looking at to do that when they're in seventh eighth grade you know they can really have a lot of time to think on it before they get to that 11th grade year to go into that program. Yeah. And I think I think that bring it, you know, we say 7th and 8th, 8th is we actually have the early registration yes. for the ACE centers where a student in the 8th grade can sign up and lock in a spot where in the 10th grade you're competing against all yep. the other kids. Right. And if you have 100 kids that have signed up and there's only 20 or actually because we got two programs yeah you, we got more to, spots than that but i'm saying it depends on school really yeah. so like it's not like if you go to hermitage uh, like tucker for example you can choose to go to holland springs but right. you know so but, it, uh, it is limited spots in that regard right but if they sign up in the eighth grade and, they're locked right in. they're locked in so in yep. you, you know you don't have that um being is that you're signing up in the early bird program you're locked in so even in, and, and and again you're not committing yourself if if things change your 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 tastes and careers change and it's it's not you're not committed to it but you just you've hold, held your spot until right. you've made that decision right so if it's something that you're thinking about you need to get registered yeah we're seeing that becoming more and more of a popular option especially with something as popular as our automotive technology yeah. um uh, program as, as well as veterinary we're definitely seeing with veterinary mm-hmm. the nursing programs uh, that are available we're seeing people sign up early for those things and uh so chris uh last question here man i know you guys got to run um but uh what would you tell what would you tell parents speak to the parents what would you tell parents uh, who may be on the fence about their their son their daughter uh attending the a center i think if the if the if that's where the students interest or passions are i, I think it's a great program i mean it's a, it's it you really gives them again we keep using the word foundation or fundamentals it gives them a good yep. base to start a career path uh, you know i when i was in school i wasn't interested in a lot of the some of the regular academics and and when i went to uh when i started focusing on automotive i was on dean's list my mom said who are you like what have, <laughs> what have you done with my son chris that is a, a story we hear all the time concerning yeah. CTE. Yeah. so you have to you have to you know a lot of times parents have vision idea plans for what they want their kids to do 
but the the kid's going to tell you what they're interested in and, and they're going to need to do something that that they feel passionate about and that they enjoy doing so that's the, they're going to need to choose their own way in life you know and, and a lot of a lot of parents are really really parents and guardians are really really good about like paying attention to what their student might be interested in we've even seen uh some parents relate legos to engineering yeah <laughs> and we were talking about uh the two engineering students that we have over there at anton parr how they mentioned they like playing with legos yeah and, uh, one of their parents actually mentioned, hey, maybe you should try engineering. So you definitely have to hone in on a little things like that. All right, guys, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me here. Shout out to Chris Haney. Shout out to Dylan. Shout out to Morgan. Shout out to Richmond Ford West for picking up some of our students. And uh, glad to see that they're doing well. Before we go, guys, I want to uh, remind you, check out our social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com. Find all sorts of information just like our summer polytech program you got a link there to register for it uh registration is open right now as of this recording on may 18th uh so if you are rising 9th through 12th grader feel free to go ahead and sign up and you might be able to try out the automotive, automotive te- program exactly. technology program inside of summer polytech so registration is open for that and recocte.com slash summer program slash if you want to type it in or you know Go to HenricoCTE.com. Mike makes it pretty easy to find. <laughs> he does our website uh, as well. He makes it pretty easy to find. Uh, Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find our podcast podcast on uh, all the major and Trying most to add of the a little, mi- a yeah. little yeah. flavor to that one exactly. right there, man. All the major and minor <laughs> podcast venues. Like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We need those numbers. You know, we're at 5,400 uh, fans, and yep. we, we, I'd love to double it by next year. Yeah, that, hey, look, that is ambitious, uh, but I think we can do it, Mike. I, th- I think we can do it, man. All right, guys, that's it for us here. For Chris Haney, for Dylan, for Morgan, for Mike Roberts, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE Now. Until next time, so long, everyone. <laughs>